And and we're back after a little. We're back after a little spring break. A spring break, uh, but not the movie Spring Breakers. Yeah, no, we didn't do that. Uh, it might be more James fun Franco to. Was... It might be more fun to do that than what I've been doing during my spring break, which is uh, uh you know, law- lawyer stuff. Lawyer stuff. So you didn't run away with James Franco and lose your youthful innocence. I did not. No no dancing a in a pink ski mask around a piano with a shotgun, unfortunately. They didn't do that. They did that. Or was it an I AR-15? <laughs> I have no idea what it was. Aw, Spring Breakers. Yikes. R.I.P. <laughs> um, what, what is up with your life other than taking spring breaks and uh, wooing your faculty members with incredible stand-up bits that's an inside joke for all of you listening yeah it'll it'll i don't i don't know how i'm gonna post i don't think i'm gonna be able to post that um like on a social media to be honest um maybe patreon but i i may i may put my my bit my whole bit on patreon i will put my whole bit on patreon because why not but um everybody um it'll be sign sign a change.org petition uh, to get Sarah Hanloser to post her incredible stand-up bit that she's performing soon on Patreon. Yeah. I promise you all, you want to to witness this. I got <laughs> recruited to do stand-up, which to me just which indicates is... that I'm the most irritating person on this planet. Like, You're like, like you know s- I already have a podcast. <laughs> like, someone texted me and said, hey, like, we're doing an open mic night. Do you, you have talents? You, like, write and stuff, right? And I was like, yeah, uh, I've been wanting to to like start stand up and I've been writing stuff during the pandemic and she was like oh my gosh I knew it and I was like I I knew it I need you... to change so much about my life I that's an amazing way to be perceived it's not I like you look like the type of person I'm a sad clown to do stand up I am the a sad Joker? clown <laughs> it's too early in the episode to bring up Joker 2019 <laughs> I have <laughs> So, so today we are free flowing and vibing and honestly just jamming and it's also almost like we're just friends, like just chilling, like kind of. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk through the Oscar nominations, obviously. Um, At some point we have to rant. You all know that. Yeah. And Can't avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> have I seen most of the movies? No. Should I be allowed to have opinions? Also no. Am I going to share them anyway? You bet. Yep. That is pretty much my vibe also. I've seen, I've yeah. seen, I've caught up a little bit, but not a lot, dudes. Not a lot. Yeah, I think I've seen, like, one Oscar nominee. <laughs> That's not true. I've seen more than yeah, one. Yeah, you've but seen But it feels few, like but... one. I've seen, I've seen a few. But, if you will. I mean, I mean, a lot of them haven't been available, and now. That is true. Theaters are starting to open in LA, and I am half-vaxxed. So mm. I will. Half-vaxxed. I will be seeing movies in theaters so freaking soon. Um, I am so excited. I can't wait. Wow. I genuinely, I think I'm going to have now an existential crisis of which, because, okay, all right, hear me out. Mm -hmm. Obviously, 
I didn't have a big choice in which movie was the last movie I saw in theaters, mm-hmm. which as all of you out there know, for uh, cinema roles lore purposes, we all, we all just repeat it. It's, it was Sonic the Hedgehog for the second time. Yeah. And, you know, I've been complaining about that, but it's been a fun joke for the last year. Like, oh, haha, the last movie I will ever see in theaters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now that there's a possibility that we will be returning to the movie theater space, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to put way too much pressure on myself to make the first movie back really good. a good movie. Just to make up for the fact that for the past year, the only movie I saw in theaters was Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, um, the new art theater, which for you non-Angelino Lamos, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Amazing. Like, actually, kill me if if I ever say anything like that. Seriously, uh, um, no. But the new art theater over in Santa Monica is like they were pretty much the original home of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, a la Perks mm. of Being a Wallflower. Um, Amazing performance. Uh, they, they've done those midnight shows forever. And so uh, they are actually showing Minari and the father this this oh next gosh. week. And so I, I may be going to check it out. I, I know they're still doing social distancing and stuff, but I will have like 50% immunity pretty soon. So that's rad. Hmm. I um think that, well, not to make this, you know, podcast episode just, like, so much about COVID, but, you know, it's it's life. It's been um, our lives. Indiana it's recently, yeah, we um, opened the vaccine to everyone 16 and older. However, like, a week after that, our governor also announced that the mask mandate would instead go to, like, a mask suggestion. Oof. And also... I don't know, I don't know about a sports, mm-hmm. but apparently Indiana, Indianapolis, my city has been hosting March Madness, the super spreader event for like the past two weeks or something. Wow. Yeah. Like I... every March Madness game is taking place in Indianapolis. And I did not realize that. I have been so blissfully unaware of March Madness this year, and I think it's because I have not had to hang around men. That is so good. Mm. Wow. That's fair. God bless. Beautiful. Good for you. Beautiful. Good for you. Yeah, I had I had really no idea. Um, and then I got really upset once I realized, you know, that the March Madness thing was a, th- a thing. I mm-hmm. thought, ooh, maybe we could do a bracket episode of Cinema Rolls. And then I thought, ah, once again, plans have been foiled by Joe and Walt because mm-hmm. we already did a bracket episode recently <laughs> with them. And it was, in fact, madness. <laughs> and it was not even March. Yeah, we already did bracketed madness. That is for certain. I'm also realizing that we have mentioned Walt and Joe and Joe and Walt every single episode of this stupid season. They are for at least the past like five episodes. My brain which I worms, think we only have like my brain worms are named Joe and Walt. <laughs> I have two left. Yeah. They've all that Joe only and have Walt one left and it is named Joe and Joe Walt. Joe and Walt have eaten every other brain worm. I'm, and now they fight the, to the death. And I'm forcing them to watch the kissing booth for their um, <laughs> Twitch stream. So I did that. That's a real, that's real. She's no longer talking about the brain worm. She's talking about the human worms. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry to call you worms. <laughs> I, <laughs> we keep talking smack about them knowing full well they're going to hear this. And like, <laughs> and I feel 
they deserve to like have ad space in or, like, our podcast or like a segment yeah, a, se- <gasps> a Joe and Walt segment on every podcast. <laughs> Love it. It comes uh, right after the BuzzFeed quiz and right before if we remember to talk about a movie we're looking forward to. <laughs> History. Um, yeah. So watch their stuff on the Twitch. Yep, do that. That's it. That was the advertisement. The movie Good Show. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, awards are happening. Yes. Are they? Uh, Are they? I I hear from friends that I'm I'm just I'm still living in a world in which Parasite is reigning Best Picture winner. Yeah. Mhm. It's a nice world. I mean, that well, okay, that's a lie. <laughs> it's it's not been a nice world, but it's the nicest thing about this world. Mhm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that. Honestly, the Oscars are kind of good this year. I know that's a hot take. Kind of a little bit good. Two two female directors. Yeah. Two female directors nominated in the same year. Unheard of. Based on merit. That's almost... Okay. Wow. I was going to make a comment, but then I realized that it that it, it involves needing to do math. Because I was going to say something about, like, the percentage of, like, this year's female-nominated directors are this percent of female-nominated directors. Hold up. A law student goes scrolling to try and figure this out. Let's see. (laughs) I just, I don't know, uh, like, a number. Yeah. Um, Because there's what? So, Catherine, one, two, three, five, six. Nope. We don't need to do the math, to be honest. Five women, wait. Five not including. So seven? Seven seven female-nominated directors ever, including this year, with Chloe Shaw and with... Um, oh, who else is nominated? Emerald Fennell. Um, yes, 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 yes. So... What is that math? Girl. How many percent? Wow, this is a fun podcast. Episode. Girl, I don't know. So, um, <clears throat> so directing. Yeah, so directing. Why can't I find the direction? Oh, here we go. Um, yeah, so I still haven't seen another round. Um, it's Mads Mikkelsen. I d- literally know nothing about it. Um, it's on who? Or Prime, one of the two. Um. I finally saw, this is, okay, this is how, just where I am in terms of (sighs) movies, Mm -hmm. is I just saw Nomadland. And it was beautiful. It was amazing. And the whole time I was watching it, I was like, you know what I should really do is watch more Oscar-nominated movies. Mm Mm-hmm. They make you they make you feel something and you're like, "Oh." Yeah. I was like, it's been a lot. I've been watching movies like Holiday mm-hmm. and like Love Guaranteed. <laughs> and, you know, I forgot what it was like to watch a movie and go, "Wow, art." <laughs> yeah. I've forgotten. Yeah, I recently got back on that train. Um 
I, th- I like I, once I saw Promising Young Woman and like felt something. I was like, okay, let's watch Emma. Let's watch Judas and the Black Messiah. Right, right. Let's watch Trial of the I Chicago Seven. I am in the 7. middle of watching Ammonite. Ooh, um, I've heard that's yes. bad. Is it bad? You know what? Here's what's wild about the world. To me, in my brain perception, it feels like Ammonite as like a conversation like was just happening. But when I really think about it, I realize that everyone was talking about Ammonite like a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just now starting to watch it. I feel like I'm living in a weird, weird, like, twilight zone where I am getting hype about the things that people were excited about exactly a year ago. <laughs> like, I'm just now, like, what's Tiger King? <laughs> I mean, cool. Honestly? Yeah. I love that world for you. And, Thank you. Uh, a year behind everyone else. Yeah. And when we reintegrate into society, we don't have to think about that. <laughs> I can't believe, oh my, can we just, okay, just, just like a love letter to movie theaters real quick. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm gonna go to the movies, and I am not, I'm gonna relish spending like 30 bucks in one night. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not even gonna stop at Dollar Tree to get my snacks beforehand, you know? Like, I'm, I'm just not. I'm... I'm going to go into that movie theater. I am going to buy a $5 box of candy. I'm going to buy the most gigantic soda. And I'm going to buy a big bucket of popcorn. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to drench that thing in butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go in to that reclinable seat. And I'm going to recline that thing. And I'm probably going to cry. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Even... Even if the person in front of me at the movie theater is on their phone the whole time, I think I'd understand. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all been sitting at home doing the little screen, big screen thing. Yeah. You know, we've all been streaming movies while on our phones. It's going to take a while to get used to. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I'll forgive it because I will just be so happy to be yeah. back there. I... I might hug the person scanning my ticket. Mm-hmm. No, I won't. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited though. I really am. Um, it's, I've I've missed it so much. Um, um, I think the so the drive-in here has just recently reopened, mm-hmm. um, which is nice. Um, I know that they are showing Minari and Father. Um, and our I think I mentioned this on the podcast. Well. <laughs> A year ago if anybody remembers but there is a cinema here in indianapolis that um i feel like this like my heart kind of aches because we had indianapolis's like independent locally owned art house cinema like brand new thing was scheduled to open like this time a year ago mm-hmm. um and there was so much build up to it and everyone was so excited as you know they should be and it was gonna be like this huge game changer for indie's film space um and you know they couldn't open um and they are the ones that actually hosted the uh movie nights that inspired our movie nights and um so they did that through the pandemic they did a lot of like outdoor viewings but um for members only Mm -hmm. um and that you know good for them and they have survived this whole time to be able to open i think later this summer so i'm excited to go to the can can the can can in indianapolis and watch a movie 
Yeah, that's really cool. I'm I'm just like I don't know. It feels like it's been so crazy long and I just Yeah. I don't know. It's on an existential level, not to get all deep, but um like I we we've been home like sitting for so long that I've actually yeah. started to do stuff I like and now I'm like I do not want to go back to going to school. 40 hours a week like yeah i don't yeah. want to do that but that's my existential crisis not you guys's <laughs> problem um we just got like really sad there that's yeah. okay though that's okay <laughs> that's fine. what that's what you guys get when you get a sarah squared stream of consciousness episode yeah is you just get us just randomly just dip sad. that toe and into some depression okay. That's a, um, that's what we do here. You should see our text messages. No, you shouldn't. That no. is terrifying. You should no. never see our text messages. So, so I guess we can talk about like all the best picture nominees that we've seen. We uh, can. I've seen like one. But yeah, that's cool, okay. Cool. Um, yeah. We can talk about the one you've seen. So Nomadland, like, I actually was not crazy about. Uh, really? Yeah. It's okay. And I hate that because like I wanted to like it. Yeah. But I wonder if I just liked it because um, I had seen so few movies. I think I think that like, I was like, oh, a movie, a real one. I think like severe class consciousness has on some mm. level ruined everything for me. Like, like to be honest with you, anything that even remotely put like portrays Amazon um, at all positively, I just am like, you don't care about the poor. Like, yeah, well, oh. I mean, yeah, I think, um, but, but I mean, I almost that's feel such like a the small, Amazon thing was very jarring. Yeah, it's such a small ingredient of it. I mean, but generally, I just kind of, it felt like one of those, oh my gosh, I, the bourgeoisie feels so good after watching that. Um, <laughs> yeah. We really should be good yeah. to the poor. Oh, and then, like, there's a surgery scene, but they made no comment on American healthcare, which I thought was weird. Um, mm. but I mean, yeah. I, I understand obviously the, the appeal. Um, yeah, it just wasn't for me. Yeah. I, I liked it. I love Frances McDormand. Um, mm-hmm. me too. just an incredible, incredible actor, obviously. But, um, I, yeah, I mean, I genuinely think, and this is, this is something I have wondered about just like every movie that I've seen in the past year is that. Would I have liked it the way that I liked it had I seen just, you know, anything else. better movie, <laughs> just any, anything at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, com- you no, know, but comparatively, like, so I many was like people stunned. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I totally understand. I yeah, understand no, that. It wasn't for me. Um, I did really love Judas and the Black Messiah. Um mm ready to see that it's so can good. we um can we discuss and i i didn't realize until this moment just now that i would actually uh f- feel some type of way about saying this but the phrase academy award nominated lakeith stanfield I, yeah what an incredible phrase and also the fact that i have no context for this obviously i have not seen his performance but the fact that he was like what is this 
Well, I mean, like, first of all, it's it's weird the way that they, I don't know if they campaigned him weird or if um, the Academy chose to be weird. I'm sure there's an answer to that that I could find, but, yeah. you know, here we are. Yeah. Um, but, like, Daniel Kaluuya is pretty obviously supporting, and um, mm. Lakeith Stanfield is pretty obviously the lead um, really? in, in the film. It's about Lakeith really? Stanfield. Is that what the... It's about Lakeith Stanfield's character infiltrating the Black Panthers under, like, a confidential informant status mm. and betraying Fred Hampton, who is played by Daniel Kaluuya. And, mm. um, and he, he does deliver a fantastic performance. Like, I guess for actor in a leading role, I would probably kick Gary Oldman's bitch ass out and put um, Lakeith in. Um, I mean, isn't that just, like, kind of the norm Gary, Gary Oldman, Oldman is nominated? <laughs> Gary Oldman has a residency... Um, in the actor in the leading role category. And frankly, I'm not sure why. Like, we get it. He wears a lot of makeup. We, we get it. We get it. You can put prosthetics on him. We yes. get it. He looks different in every movie, and that's impressive, I guess. It's, it doesn't really impress me that much, to be honest. Like, the, the makeup artists impress me, but the makeup does, like, three-fourths of the work for him. The Winston yeah. Churchill m- movie, it was just like, let me rest my hand on my big giant belly and oh smoke a pipe with I the other about hand. that movie i forgot that i tried to watch that movie i tried to watch it so hard and i can't i couldn't, I couldn't do it believe you tried to watch it <laughs> i tried for like a second and i was like i don't know why i'm doing this to myself yeah there's but, gotta be a balance in there somehow of mm-hmm. of the the version of me that puts myself or tries to put myself through movies i don't want to see because I feel like I need to see them. And the version of me now that only watched movies that made me feel nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of feeling anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that. And, like, I think that I think that in terms of Ju- Judas and the Black Messiah and um, I-, I think there were even more people that could have been nominated. Um, like, like, especially for, like, The Father is the movie that nobody watched, right? Um, what, <laughs> There's always a movie. The Father There's is the darkest one. hour of this year. Dark As <laughs> darkest hour was to 2017, as, okay, 2018, what was one? Shoot. Um, I don't remember, but, oh, bud. My um, next door apartment complex, it, their fire alarm is going off, and it upsets Finn. But... It's okay. He just probably is going to grumble a little The bit. Post. Wait, Darkest Hour. Oh, yeah, the post. the post. Wait, it was Darkest Hour and The Post were in, in oh, the same, wow. same year. Yeah. Oh, wow. What a sad. Sorry to Zach Cooper if, and Zach Cooper only if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> Zach Cooper is the only The Post fan yeah. that I have ever met in my entire life. Yeah. I, I almost feel like The Post is more of a trial of the Chicago 7. Um, because let's just do this. Let's just keep making analogies for different years. That actually let's just feels keep. Good. That's the only thing um, we have. That's all. Just we because, have. like, well, I mean, I think Trial of the Chicago Seven is a little cooler because it has like Sasha Baron Cohen in it, um, and the guy from Succession and whatever. But um, I just, I really did like that movie, and I feel like a lot of people don't Which like Trial it. of the Chicago Seven. Yeah, because it's it's very much trying to comment on super present issues, and it does center. Unfortunately, it, it centers white people quite a bit. Um, and it's it's like the 60s. It's, it's oh, hippies, by the way, the movie... 
sorry the, uh, to interrupt you, but the movie that you were looking to um, to make the analogy for earlier was Vice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's where we were going with that but, one. But, like, yeah. I understand why people don't like Charlie Chicago 7, and it, I definitely feel um, when it's too in-your-face, like, trying to... Ooh, that's a moment that's very... Uh, that that's very prescient because orange man bad like you know um yeah like super lib moments or whatever um it does have a couple of those but honestly i mean it is a very good adaptation it's it's a really well told story and i really enjoyed it i think it's well paced mm. um I, I do think sasha baron cohen is fantastic in that movie i think he's really good i think uh even eddie redmayne i don't normally like him that much and i was like really, really? impressed with him um, it's not that I don't like, it's just like, he doesn't ever, yeah. he never blows me away. Um, I can look at him. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look at him. He's, he's dressed up um, as, as little commie in, uh, or, you know, he's Demsosh, but I mean, he's dressed up as a little commie in Trial of the Chicago <laughs> 7. I'm just like, aw, where do I find one of you? Aww, a boyfriend. Eddie. <laughs> um, that's your uh like entire dating app experience and <laughs> just looking for the eddie redmayne yeah just to a, my <laughs> a scruffy haired glasses wearing um demso tortured artist <laughs> you just described your type so perfectly <laughs> yep that's all you except, want except probably even further left but okay whatever okay. um <laughs> So I'm really excited about how much love Sound of Metal got, especially after I felt like it wasn't getting as much as I would have liked it to in earlier mm-hmm. shows. Because um, I think that movie is, like, freaking incredible. I think it's so good. Um, yeah, I mean, a- Academy Award nominee Riz Ahmed, like, yeah, amazing. And he has, like, trashy bleached hair in this movie, which, again, is my type. <laughs> Once oh again. my gosh we've just been nominating Hanlogist types yeah um and then and then his girlfriend is uh the girl that i always get mixed up with zoe dutch that's not zoe dutch it's oh my uh, goodness we talk about this each we time we do this he, every this, single episode every single time we do this all the time olivia cook oh my gosh okay really yeah amazing and she I has bleached eyebrows that. stop it's, great you need to watch it it's i'm it, like trying to look at at photo i'm looking for photos of them right now and it's so I'm not good any. what the heck like Come on internet you're failing me first of all it's got hard-coded subtitles which i think is so fascinating so basically what that means <clears throat> is when riz ahmed doesn't understand what someone's saying whether it's because of his hearing loss or because he doesn't speak sign language yet you don't get a subtitle for what that person is saying. Mm, mm-hmm. And so basically, like, you're, it's so immersive that when he starts to hear normally again, um, it's, like, jarring. Um, really? And, spoiler alert, <laughs> at a point, um, anyway, but, um, but it's such a beautiful film about, like, codependency, um, like, what do you do when you lose everything that matters to you? Um, it's a great film about ad- addiction, even though he is not actively, like, in an addiction state during the film. Um, mm. he, he, he is an addict, and so it colors everything he does. 
Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, it's so, it's very minimal, um, which I think a lot of people kind of described um, Nomadland that way. Um, mm. To me, Sound of Metal feels minimal in like, I don't know how to describe it, almost like a, a gritty kind of way, like a hard kind of way. Um, but it doesn't give you, you know, long monologues explaining things. It doesn't give you, um, it doesn't, it, it puts you right in there with Riz Ahmed and like puts you in his panic. And honestly, it was so great. Um, highly recommend it. And, um, it is in the end a, a life affirming movie, I think. Like it's, you know, one of those, one of those give a damn movies like it's yeah good. i can't wait to see it i was saying one of the not that i because you and zoe in the group chat have been um hyping up that movie for a long time and i know mm-hmm. i would love it and i know i need to see it and i am going to anyway but one of the nice things i think about um just the oscar nominations coming out is i realized when i was kind of reading through them or like watching um the nominations roll in that I was really really thankful for them this year because it made the overwhelming amount of movies that I had yet to see over the past year seem a little bit easier to watch because I you know obviously like I want to watch you know non-Oscar nominated films too or like films that maybe deserved to be nominated that weren't which I'm curious about what a lot of those were because I've seen some conversation but haven't but obviously I'm not a part of that conversation this year um but what I loved is that I saw all the movies getting nominated and I thought okay like these are what I need to see like mm-hmm. that's nice it's nice to have this like checklist now of movies that I'm like I must watch these yeah makes it feel a little less overwhelming than just like wow look at all these amazing movies that I know came out in the past year ah where do I start and it's even kind of adjusted um, from some of the stuff that was getting a lot of hype in the beginning of the season, like, mm. um, like Pieces of a Woman was for a while getting absolutely like rave reviews. And that's another one that I watched and was like very disappointed by. Um, it really relies on violence and trauma of women, um, like as a, as a mechanism, like it, it sort of, I mean, I, I think I got, like, an hour in. Yeah. And, um, honestly, like, it felt like watching Jennifer Lawrence's performance in Mother. Like, you're just watching Vanessa Kirby get the crap beat out of her. And it's not fun. And it's not, like, it's not meaningful. Like, it's just suffering. Pure, unadulterated suffering. And I really, I got, like, an hour in. And there's there's a horrible scene um in which an assault takes place and i was like yeah no i i literally can't right i I can't watch this lady get abused um so that she can cry and get an oscar nomination and she did um but i just i find that kind of thing so like disingenuous and i don't know just it felt like emotional porn a little bit um like watch this person suffer uh so that the actress can do a good suffering performance and we can mm-hmm. get awards. It, I did not like it. And I, I I think that it was written by somebody who had been through the same kind of situation. But to, it just didn't click for me. Um, mm. Yeah. I, I was not a fan. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I was a little bit 
surprised to see that nomination just to, again even though um i haven't been able to um yeah. keep up with all of the things just I mean, from what i've seen with all of the tweets i mean it's a totally textbook tweet. it's a totally textbook like oscar performance like i get it but just like the movie as a whole to me felt like we are beating the crap out of this person so they give a great performance and then um oh speaking of movies about beating the crap out of someone so they give a great performance um a movie that i wish had gotten any nomination like even for screenplay uh was black bear starring aubrey plaza and christopher yeah Abbott. you i remember that was is that it that was in your top five yeah right yeah okay. I th- so i have talked about it on the pod before um that movie is i need to go rewatch it sincerely because i think it's so clever um it's very much about like it i mean i said in a tweet like it has what mother wants like it's about artistry and creation and um and fandom and the relationship between directors and actresses and abuse of directors or of actresses by directors and um it's like a wild ride um so watch that one instead of pieces of a woman um because Mm. it's even got oh it's even got a um a issue with the baby scene so like so there you go there you go i mean yeah that's actually that is my official recommendation don't watch pieces of a woman watch black bear (laughs) yes instead good rec um another thing that like i guess pieces of a woman was a movie like that and then hillbilly elegy obviously was the one that came out the earliest um for oscar hype and glenn close still clinched that nomination Hmm. i feel like it would be funny for us to react to that because they're like in the appalachian mountains which isn't exactly what we did but but basically, Close yeah, enough. I, no, I've, I've, yeah, I've seen enough that I'm like, oh, I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, Glenn Close is dressed up as somebody I would see at Walmart, like. Right. <laughs> She's still, like, someone I would see at Walmart. You just gave me the most specific, like, post-traumatic flashback. I'm so sorry. I haven't set foot in a Walmart since Arkansas. I I haven't either. There's one, my mom was There's like, just a thing about, yeah. Well, my mom was like, you have to find one because like, duh, Walmart. And, um. I know there's so many other options. There's literally not, there's one in Burbank. There's, there's no mm. Walmarts in Los Angeles. I'm like. Yeah. What is that about? What, what's the beef, Walmart? Walmart. Um, I also just love that, um, just the amount of, of Asian American nominations that Mm -hmm. we have going on, just thank you Oscars, I guess. I mean, I mean, it's almost like you can tell a difference with the intentional choices that they made over the past like couple of years Mm -hmm. for who is a member of the academy for who has a say in these nominations for who um who gets to watch these movies um what you know like it's almost like when you start actually changing the uh pool of opinions (laughs) that you get your nominations from that you actually get a more diverse list of nominations. Who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have ever thought? And Oscars? I mean, I think they made public commitments that were bare minimum, but yeah. I, I mean, we're clearly working a little bit. We're working with a little bit better 
material now it seems like we are and um, that that's the thing and it's it's honestly you know it is bare minimum right mm-hmm. like it's like yeah we maybe shouldn't be like just this happy that two women were considered but i mean <laughs> yeah directors like, but like still that's a three that's, like it's three progress. black men three black men in actor in a supporting role out of five right like yeah like yeah that is that is so cool yeah, and only two of the actors in a leading role are white. Yeah. Like, that's incredible. That's incredible. Stephen Yun being just nominated in the way that just for Minari, like, that's that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, Minari being in the conversation is incredible. Now, yeah, um, okay, so, like... Even looking at Viola Davis and Andrew Day. Yeah. Like... So this is something yeah. I really wanted to talk about because, like, um, with Minari... I know that people have a lot deservedly criticized um, A24 for not promoting um, stories of people of color as much as they do um, others. There are exceptions, obviously. The upper middle class coming of age story, yes. Yeah, I mean, there are exceptions. Obviously, Moonlight, obviously, um, Waves, and lots of other movies. But still. um, uh, they, They. But Minari, somehow, they timed the oscar buzz so perfectly for minari mm. like i think you get alan kim giving that speech that made me sob at um the critics choice awards did you see that or was um, it sag yeah i oh, i think it was I sag know. i don't know it, anyway but yeah that little baby oh my god a little baby <laughs> i was like he starts crying, and I'm like, so where is his mom? Somebody go pick him up, please. Somebody go hug him. Please, somebody go give him a hug. Baby. Uh, oh, he's know, so cute. If you guys cute. don't know, I I don't know, we'll tweet it or retweet it or something, but, like, how have you not seen it? Did you ever he, see it? He just starts I, crying about, like, I'm so glad I get to be in movies. I hope I get to be I in know. more movies. Just, I'm like, just, oh, baby. Uh, he's so he's so cute. He's That kid just, is so precious. Oh, um but but things like that steven yun doing fantastic interviews um and just i don't know the campaign it ramped up perfectly i don't know how they managed it maybe it's just like a weird maybe they got an astrologer on their side you know um but uh but yeah i i was very impressed with how minari lined up and i think it overperformed what people thought it would at at the oscars i I think people were pretty certain once they got once we got to the oscars but um like looking at minari objectively from the start i don't know that people would have thought um Mm. so yeah yeah um Um, yeah i i'm just i'm really excited about the amount of just like asian representation mm -hmm. um and a lot of firsts for the, um, especially just Asian American stories and Asian American storytelling and how it's, I don't know. I just, I'm really happy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, it'll be a fun, it'll be, it'll be fun and a completely different experience to watch these movies knowing that they are oscar nominated as opposed to Mm -hmm. just watching the movies as they come out um and you know kind of crossing your fingers for your favorite ones when the nominations come out it's just a whole different experience that i feel like i've never really been um a part of so that's fun that's fun 
Yeah. Um, Another one that I have anecdotes about, um, I guess, is uh, a movie that I was somewhat uh, involved in the final cut, I guess you could say, because I participated in a focus group. Okay, I was going to actually ask you, before you brought this up, I was going to say at some point, I was going to be like, can you explain the hype about this? Like, because I haven't seen it. I actually don't know if I'm going to. Yeah. I think you should. I, I just, well, I haven't seen the first one. It doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter. Really? I haven't seen the first one. I just want to understand because it's not just the Academy Awards. Like this, like this is getting some some hype across all the awards, and I just—it's a I phenomenon. I want to know more. Yeah, I want to know more. So, Please so, explain. Yeah, so let me talk about this movie. Um, so. I signed up for a focus group. Um, I've done this a couple times in LA. It's fun if you're here. Uh, sometimes you strike out. Sometimes you get lucky. Uh, and I've gotten lucky most times that I've signed up for a focus group that they don't tell me the name of the movie. Because generally that means they're like NDAing the crap out of you and you're right. about to watch something that's not coming out for a while. I saw Birds, Birds of Prey, of Prey. Yeah. in October of 2019. Yeah. Um, like, like, which come on, no Oscar noms for Birds of Prey, ridiculous, ridiculous, if ridiculous. The, the fact that they nominated Suicide Squad and not Birds of Prey is misogyny, Ugh, a sin, and um, maybe racism too. Yeah, I don't understand. How, sorry, that's just a, that's a whole. <laughs> I'm genuinely not. I'm not shocked, but I am surprised. <laughs> I mean, like costume design you got a pinocchio movie that nobody saw right like i just don't understand i feel like at least costume design it deserved costume design i yeah i mean anyway whatever. anyway but um, whatever but but okay yeah, so make so borat too um this is adhd um so i uh so i do an anonymous thing i'm like whatever it's the summer I'm, I'm working from home. I can do an online entertainment study for a couple hours. And so I get in there and they don't tell us what we're even going to see before the movie starts. Um, mm. and, and they're like, you're going to watch the movie. You're going to get all the way through it. And then we're going to do a focus group. And so it starts and the first scene plays. And I think I would have known what it was right away if I had seen the first Borat, but I didn't. Okay. And then I see Sasha Baron Cohen. And then he starts talking about Kazakhstan. And I was like, oh, it's Borat. And um, it's Borat. And first of all, that movie is so prescient that, like, they asked us about the release date. They asked us if they should release it before the election. Uh-huh. Um, because I did this, I did this folks group in, like, well... It was right before the election, so I think it was, like, right. late October. I think it was late October. And um, so I saw the Rudy Giuliani scene um, before, before Holy like, cow. it went to the public at all, which was crazy. I, like, I literally, I see this head of state trying to get head in a hotel room um, from Maria Bakalova, and I'm just like, oh Oh my gosh. And so we're all, of course, everybody in the folks group's like, you have to put it out before the election. They ended up, they ended up putting it out, like, I think a week or two before the election. Um, And it wasn't even, it was just that it's such an of the time movie. And it is very of the time. Like, if you watch it, he goes to Trump rallies, he goes to, to, he visits with anti-maskers and people, like, during the pandemic. (sighs) Um... It's very much... Have you watched any of All Gas, No Breaks? 
Um, um, yes. Yes. So, so that's what, that's kind of what the first Borat was. It's very much man on the street stuff. Um, just going up to people and getting them to say something stupid or, um, or just asking them their opinion and truth is stranger than fiction. Um, and so All Gas No Breaks is kind of like inspired by, um, by Borat, I would say. Mm. The man on the street of just like walking around in these crazy places, um, with these crazy conservatives and just hearing what they have to say. Um, Mm. And I believe the first Borat might have, I don't want to sound stupid. I think it might have been commenting on, like, I don't know, Bush. Um, but, but, like, this one is just so prescient. And there's so much stuff that he gets away with doing that you're, like, it's, this is unbelievable. This is truly unbelievable. Like, he walks into... CPAC within a clan robe and you're like hmm he's just and they just let him in hmm. he just goes in to a huge republican conference which i mean their we, stage was shaped like a nazi symbol this year so i don't know um <laughs> big surprise yeah but i mean I it's am like shocked. it is incredibly of the time i would say if you're going to watch it watch it soon um but watch it soon before you're out like full the the scary thing is i'm like ah like there's like the season of like oh i'm watching it i'm in it this is way too real too funny but it's like funny Uh uh-huh and then there's like watch it many years later and you're like ha remember then but then there's like the in-between where it's like if you watch it in the in-between it's just sad that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you gotta watch it before we get to Hot Girl Summer, Hot Girl Vaccinated Summer. Hot Girl um, Vaccinated Summer. Yeah. You gotta watch it before then, because after after I get my second dose of vaccine, if I ever see coronavirus portrayed in any media again, I will punch someone. I don't ever want to hear about it ever again. Unless Phoebe Bridgers wants to make that song that that girl tweeted perspectively about about getting vaccinated and hooking up in the car outside dodger stadium um what? did you see that on twitter what this this girl what? said this girl said someday phoebe bridgers is gonna write a song about hooking up in a car while waiting in line to get your vaccine at dodger stadium and i'm gonna cry to it and um <laughs> that's amazing and i was like yeah that's a vibe except yeah I got mine somewhere else, but, um. yeah. well, my, all of my conversations with my friends are already like, so first dose or second dose, which one, what did you get Moderna? Did you get Pfizer? You do the J and J, you do the one and done. Where'd you get it done? Where yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. this is our lives now. I, um, I and it. now that I think about it, I shouldn't have done it. And, um, if, if you haven't seen infographics and information on it, basically like vaccine selfies are probably a bad idea just because it's a little yeah, bit of a like, privilege. I mean, like, I, I have a medical condition that necessitated me getting it early. So like, I'm not yeah. ashamed that I got it, yeah. but you can trying be very not happy to, that you got it. And like, you know, trying not to enforce a vaxxed, unvaxxed, um, binary, but, um, yeah. but yeah, I but am still, I mean, it's a, it's I'm a super excited. Um, but... we should all be excited, frankly. Um, um yes, I, um, yeah, I, I I don't hate the Academy Award nominations, and this is 100% coming from someone who's seen, like, three of the movies. So, mm-hmm. 
Um, so take my opinion with a grain of salt. Um, I'll have opinions later. Uh, don't, don't worry, I will. Um, I also, I don't know if you were looking for a buzz, fuzz BuzzFeed quiz. A fuzz, a FuzzFeed quiz. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I brought, I have two options and okay. I want you to choose one based on the title alone. Okay. I mean, what else would you choose then? Anyway. Um, so this one says, are your Twilight villain opinions totally normal or incredibly bizarre? And then this one says, brew your own potion and we'll reveal what it does once you've finished. And I know that neither of these have a thing to do with any of the things we've spoken about today. But like, I just, I, this, these are the vibes that, that I was drawn to. That Twilight you know? one is so weird, but these let's go. These were trending on BuzzFeed. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. Absolutely. The Twilight one? Yeah. <laughs> let's go. That's amazing. Um, this, uh, I don't think that the, the Twilight one has, um, uh, what's it called? What do we use? Quiz uh, party? Quiz party. Are we doing it old um, style? So we're doing it old style, like, All as right. in, I'm texting you the link and we're going to each... <laughs> like our results are going to be a secret to each other. We've been too spoiled with the quiz parties. Yeah, quiz party is pretty um, incredible. It is, and honestly, it's a fun time with our guests. I hope our guests have a good time doing it too. Okay. I just can't wait for them to say Borat subsequent movie film delivery of prodigious bride to American regime for make great for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. I want you to memorize that title so that you can bring it up in casual conversation as a it's full like, title. It's like when I memorized I like it when you sleep full That's, title. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly like that. <laughs> Except this isn't pretentious. <laughs> the longest song title I've ever memorized is... No, that's it. That I like it when you sleep for you. For so you are so beautiful. So yeah. Aww. Now imagine that... In a Borat movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which of these Twilight okay. villains would you be um, BFFs with? So it's Victoria or Marcus. And is this really a question? Yeah. What the heck? <laughs> it's Victoria. Yeah. That's not even. Right? A... Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've decided this. I didn't realize what this quiz was like. <laughs> okay. The quiz is like, um like a poll like you like see, are you normal oh like are you normal which is actually that's fun so 63 percent of people said victoria where um, only 63 percent of people said victoria I'm concerned. I'm concerned about the people who want to be friends with marcus <laughs> what kind of sad this is, this is an absolute cluster <laughs> amazing okay which of these twilight villains would you pick a fight with I'd have never known how to say his name. Caius? 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 Caius and Laurent. Would um, you rather pick a fight with? That's tough. Okay. That is tough, but I feel I like mean, I wouldn't really want to fight any vampire. They're extremely OP. Like, <laughs> like you let's, will die. You they, Let's pretend that we are also vampires. The humans aren't fighting the vampires. You know like, what I'm saying? Like, should we, in this scenario, are we also vampires? Are we werewolves? Like, what? Yeah. What's my vampire power? Ooh, here's the thing about these two, right? I, I mean, I'm a Caius has, doesn't Caius have, he has the, 
Does he have a thing? He, he doesn't have a thing. He's just old uh, and dusty and musty and crusty. <laughs> he's, just, he's just old. Okay, as drag just like words to describe me during this pandemic. That's fine. He's just. I'm just um, being very ageist. Um, it's okay. I just got a next door notification that's an urgent alert, and it and I was like, oh no, and then I it says my kitten is stuck in a tree. Hawks are diving at her and attacking <gasps> her, and oh I'm I'm just like, oh my gosh, what's happening? It's happened just <gasps> now. It is 8:48 p.m. Girl, get your cat out of the tree. That's so scary. Um, yeah. So I think I would pick a fight with Caius because he seems like a little bitch. <laughs> I think I would. I'd go Laurent just because like seems fun to antagonize him oh that's about 50 50 yeah because neither of them have special abilities yeah yeah yeah. um which of these twilight villains would you have tea with um so it's our oh my gosh why can i not say any twilight character names is it arrow arrow they probably say it arrow i've always said it arrow y'all know it's um the michael sheen's character Mm -hmm. obviously and james and James, who is a uh, Cam, um, yeah, it's Aro. <laughs> I mean, like that that cackle, the, the um, cackle. I mean, you know, he's gossipy. Like he hears everybody's thoughts by touching yeah. them. Like I, I think like we would have tea, and then we would like spill the tea. You know, like mm-hmm. that's that's the vibe with him. Oh, and 70% of people also went with him. Guys, I, hold I on. D- I'm realizing right now that, like, when I add up these votes, like, there's, like, over 7,000 votes for him and over 3,000 votes for James. That means 10,000 people have taken this Twilight quiz and have taken the time to go through and choose between two and Twilight characters. it's not characters. even a good quiz. It's not. But we're doing it. And I am the one who brought this to us, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's Okay. I want to skip the next question because it sucks. Um, which of these Twilight villains would you take away from the series? Ooh. I mean, Alec is insinely okay. OP. Jane or Alec, would like, you take away? We can't take away Dakota Fanning. Come on. Yeah, no way. No. It's Alec. Alec is it's like... 100% Alec. Alec, okay. they're like, he can make you not see anything and, uh, like... Yeah just lame sensorily deprive you it's like okay my depression already deprives me of all of my senses (laughs) that's an insanely strong power dude yeah at least jane will make me feel something am i right (laughs) in some contexts that's a good thing sometimes you want to there is fan fiction of that for sure oh my gosh there is a hundred percent like there is there is fan fiction of that there for sure. There is fan fiction of somebody fully having, oh no, oh, are we writing fan fiction? Yeah, we're not saying it out loud, but I saying think everybody it, knows know. what's going Listen, on. they are twins, and one of them makes you feel nothing, and the other one makes you feel pain. <laughs> oh, I wasn't even thinking about the incest angle. That's not what I was talking about. I'm not talking about incest. Oh, <laughs> saying that's going in the fanfic dude i know <laughs> i'm not going the incest angle okay. anyway well team edward or team jacob oh i'm surprised okay wait Bef- did you click you didn't click yet did you yeah i did oh i was gonna say i wanted to guess the percentage 71 <gasps> team edward get out of here obviously i don't He's want the anybody right one for to- her 
well, that Stephanie was Meyer perfect, purposely makes Jacob a douche and also fall in love with a baby. Um, <laughs> so that you'll Edward, hate him. Edward's not even supposed to be real. Bella, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Edward... Uh, My favorite thing is that Stephanie Meyer had Robert Pattinson in her head the whole time as Edward. So, um, <laughs> like, like we're just watching her really like Robert Pattinson. Like, it's it's, <laughs> and she's the self insert of Bella. So, yeah, that's fair. And honestly, good for her. Period. Might I recommend to everyone the book The Chemist by Stephanie Meyer? <laughs> This is Shut up. The there is no way no. that's good. Okay. Okay. This is... Hold on. L- wait. This is the most serious that I've ever been on our podcast. Bull. Just... No. No. Sarah Hanlozier, when I tell you that our friendship is too important to me for this to be a lie. <laughs> this is 100% real. Stephanie Meyer wrote a novel called The Chemist that released long after Breaking Dawn released. And it is... The greatest spy novel that exists, period. Jason <laughs> Bourne, who? Don't know him. Mission Impossible? What is that even? If The Chemist were made into a movie, I would probably murder someone just to be on the team of people who gets to slightly be a part of the making of that. The wow. Chemist is an incredible story written by Stephanie Meyer, author of the Twilight novels and The Host. Wow. I you said know, it, and I swear on our friendship. I okay. swear on the 1975. I yeah. swear on Phoebe Bridgers. Mm-hmm. I swear on, more specifically, Maddie Healy. Okay. It is amazing. Wow. Please read it. Okay, okay. I like that, I think Stephanie Meyer and J.K. Rowling are like, yin and yang if you will the two the two wolves fighting the inside two, of you the two wolves one is, which one, one is jk rowling right one is jk rowling who pretends to be a lib and like isn't i don't think necessarily religious but is a massive transphobe and you have stephanie meyer who while she wrote a pretty problematic uh virginity parable uh she also like tries not to be openly problematic even though she's a mormon so you know what they're like that's what i'm that's what i'm trying to say right yeah yeah. they are a yin and yang they are the um um if you will the two uh fish in avatar the last airbender yes that constantly swim around each other until you know Sokka um kisses the moon um something yeah and something happened yeah uh I mean, I'm, I mean, what we said it all. We what did we did it all? What is there to say? Um, what are you looking forward to? I don't know anymore. What are we looking forward to? The sweet release of death. Um, <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to any movie that I see in a movie theater. That's it. That's the story. Yeah, I'm looking um, forward to. I think. Uh, are you gonna watch? Sorry, are you gonna watch the the Zack Snyder thing? Ugh, is I that just, a thing that you're doing? I was like gonna, but if it's not actively bad, I'm not gonna watch it. Because I can't sit through four hours of mediocre movie. And I don't care if it's good. <laughs> and I hate to be like yeah. that because honestly, I have softened a little bit on the whole Zack Snyder thing. Um, 
you know, I mean, he did have to exit the project because of a personal tragedy, and his fans did pull together to try and make this happen for him so he could execute what he wanted to make. Um, you know, like, I'm I'm not going to be hateful about it anymore. I, mm-hmm. I did think you little fanboys were a little nuts, and I still do. Um, Aren't they usually? You always are. But you know what? I am going to stop dissing it because apparently it actually was pretty okay. Um, but I'm not going to watch it because four hours yeah. of pretty okay ain't going to work for me. It's got to be really bad or, yeah. or, you guys, or really, if, really good. Listen, if I don't have the mental capacity and the physical energy to watch, I don't know, a movie I actually want to watch like Minari, you think I'm going to use that precious, precious energy in my soul to watch Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League? Yeah. I don't think so. To watch, I think to that's watch, what we like to call self-destruction. To watch Gal Gadot. <laughs> Kal-El, no! What's the, what's the... I think that was, like, dead on actually exactly how she sounds. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so you heard it here first. We yeah. will not be watching that. We will not be uh, recording an episode. Sorry, dudes. On that, I know you all were looking forward to it. As you know, it's our brand. Uh, Disney, DC movies, Disney movies, <laughs> yeah, DC movies. Uh, um, but nah, that's also sarcastic. I hate DC. Um, all right. Yeah. Great. I I'm I I'm looking forward to. Doing stand-up and putting it on the Patreon for you dudes. Oh yeah. Patreon.com forward slash cinema rolls pod. Um, yeah, and all the things. Hey, now that we're going back to movies, if you want to bring a cute little branded cinema rolls tote that says not yeah. my movie snacks on it, um, you, can, you can order you that. Can order that on our merch store that is in the Teespring. description. Um, if you guys Go, if you guys order Cinema Rolls merch and wear it to your first movie theater outing and take pictures and send them to us, we will give you tiny bits of our souls like little horcruxes. Yeah, Horcrux-i? that's for sure. Yeah, that is for sure like a spiritual experience, actually. Like, yeah. No, but my power level will grow. Right. Like every Cinema Rolls merch. Yeah, every Cinema Rolls merch that... um a photo of it is taken in front of a movie theater um makes us t- like 0.1% hotter so it makes let's, me 10% let's do it guys annoying at least <laughs> <laughs> amazing i'm ready yeah. <laughs> i can't wait um i will see you guys back at the movies very soon let's uh, all go to the movies together you know that one yeah. tweet that's like i can't wait to make out with all my friends um that's yeah. me except for like i'm ready for all of us to share a bucket of popcorn mm-hmm. let's go yeah. I'm gonna lick the butter off someone else's fingers. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the cinema rolls. <laughs> Have you ever seen the to-do list featuring Aubrey Plaza? 